Country 107. Hey, I'm Dave Anthony, and if you're going to get out of bed on a Monday, you might as well be blessed with a chance to chat with Quinton Blair, who's made his way in studio. Q, good to see you. Oh, good to see you too, buddy. It's been far too long. It really has, you know, but uh, you've been so busy. It's been hard to, to get the tumbleweed to slow down long enough to come into the studio. So take us through what the last few weeks and months have been like for you. Uh, it's been, it's been, I don't know, probably our best year ever. We've been... Uh, back and forth across this country. We've been out to the East Coast, been out almost to the West Coast. We usually stop right around that eastern slope of the Rockies. So spent a bunch of time out in Alberta this summer. I think we were there 12 times between April and August. So it was just like back and forth, back and forth. Number one in 16, like my entire my entire <laughs> summer was spent on one in 16. Now you were on tour with Tim and the Glory Boys, correct? Oh, yeah. So you've been on tour before. You've headlined tours. You've been you've been uh, an opening act on tours before. Mm-hmm. So to get involved with Tim and the Glory Boys, a that's really cool. But b what was it like to be on tour with them, and what was it like to to get to kind of know them behind the scenes? Well, it's kind of one of those like things. Music is such a small world. I've probably known Tim for twenty years, twenty five years, uh, long before Tim and the Glory Boys. Uh, and then Colin, his uh, his kind of right hand man, he's a West Coast buckaroo. So we've been friends on Instagram forever, just always chatting horses and outdoors and wilderness kind of stuff. Um, and then it turns out the tour manager was a sound tech from the King Eddie, which is a venue in Calgary. We've been playing a bunch, uh, you know, in the last year. So I kind of walked onto the tour knowing. Pretty much everybody before I even got there. The only guy I had to meet was the lighting tech. So it was pretty cool. It was <laughs> pretty, pretty great. Okay. It was like just instant family, right? And no so, kidding. You know, you, you walk onto the bus and they're like, ah, oh, it's your bunk at the back. So I walk onto the bunk and the, the covers are pulled back nicely. There's a, there's a book about the history of, of the cattle industry in North America on the, the bed. He's like, hey, we got just some light reading for the tour while we're there. So it was, it was kind of great. Um, to just to instantly kind of be there and be friends. Oh, and of course, Brenton. I was, I think that's yeah. One of the, yeah, Brenton. I mean, him you and have I, a great relationship with Brenton. He's one of my best buds. Right? Yeah. We've played hundreds of shows, thousands, maybe, maybe not thousands. We've played hundreds of shows together. Oh, yeah. Um, incredible, incredible musician. Uh, and a just, smile that lights up the stage, too. And eh? just a gem of a human, right? Yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, you just like being with good people. What was it like to combine your styles, though? Because I've seen Tim and the Glory Boys in concert. Uh, they were at the Weston Cultural Center last year. Fantastic yeah. show. They do it all. They, it's from the big, you know, hype and production to the slow around a campfire. The Amazon fire. Yeah, the yeah. Amazon fire. So what was it like to blend, you know, the Quentin Blair style of music into a show with the Tim and the Glory Boys style? Well, I mean, for those who really kind of know my music, they'll know there's like, there's like the $20 bottle side where it's like, Rodeo dance, country fair, party, big stage, lots of entertainment. <clears throat> and then if you've really kind of followed me for a bunch of years, you know I love the storytelling yep. and the singer-songwriter stuff. So the nice part in this tour, my job is to go out every day, get a couple of laughs, tell some stories, play some songs. So it's it's very low pressure. Like, just go out and just just be me. And yeah. so it's, it's very soul-filling to be on a tour like that. So that was kind of just, a, you know, a really refreshing moment after a summer of, like, you know, Party, 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 party. And then it's like, hey, you know, I can really kind of be an artist here too, which I mean, I, I feel like I am when I, when I still do the. Absolutely. The thing, and it's, it's really cool to me because you've been in these areas before and you've played shows maybe in these communities or in the, uh, for sure in the provinces. But what was it like to be exposed to a new audience? Because a lot of the times, you know, people are going for Tim and the Glory Boys and then the opening artists are the ones that wow the most. 
because maybe people don't know them or haven't heard them live before. What was it like to be exposed to a whole bunch of new people and be in venues where you didn't know everybody in the front row? Uh, you know, I didn't know anybody ever. I mean, that was my first time. I played in Halifax one time before, and that was a fly-in, fly-out kind of show. Right. So <clears throat> I, was, I was out there, and, and every night I knew that I wouldn't know people. Actually, that's not true. There's folks uh, on two or three occasions that all of a sudden, like, we were at your show in Darwell, Alberta this summer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it was kind of neat to still kind of have some friends out there when we were on the road. But no, it's, uh, uh, again, it's, it's just like letting me kind of just be my storyteller kind of self and, uh, you know, have a couple of funny stories. But like the, the reality is when I'm telling these stories, they're 100% true. Yeah. It's just funny the way that kind of life comes together sometimes. And, uh, you know, so, so to be in those situations, um, with those guys, the shows were so contrasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same point, like Tim brought me out at two other times during his show to be on stage, you know, in some really cool moments as well. So it wasn't just kind of me. There's my 20 minute set and I'm, I'm done for the night kind of thing. So, and the theaters were just beautiful. That's the other part is like, I love playing honky tonks. I love playing dive bars. I love <laughs> playing rodeo dances, but I also love playing, you know, soft seaters where you can like, you know, the acoustics are fantastic. The aesthetic is fantastic. And, and that just does so much to start the night off on the right foot. I know that you're happy to be home. And I know that there's some stuff coming up as well that you're very excited about, including, of course, the MCMAs right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be playing a very special show that is near and dear to your heart and you're very excited about. So we're going to talk about that as well. Quentin Blair joins us on the 107 Morning Show. We are going to hear a song from the man, plus more in conversation with Quentin Blair. You are just about ready to spin one of the tracks that, of course, has gotten a lot of traction here in the prayer. What was it like playing on the East Coast? Because, you know, this does kind of have an East Coast feel to it as much as it has a prairie honky-tonk feel to it. That's a good observation. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a grown-up. I stay up nights thinking this stuff up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. Like, um, the music culture on the East Coast is something that, I've, like I said, I've got to experience it one time before, but to experience it every night. And it was cool because I changed the way I played the song, kind of slowed it down, told the people the hook line, you know, as part of the story for the song. And then by the end of the tune, they're all singing along. And it's pretty great to, like, have the entire theater just, like, you know, a whole lot of trouble in a $20 bottle. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't ask them to do that. I didn't do that. It's just naturally they want to engage uh, when they consume music. And it was fantastic. Doesn't matter where you're from across Canada. You want to party. And we've all partied with a $20 bottle. <laughs> Here is the man, the myth, the legend, Quentin Blair with that toe tapping tune. It's $20 bottle on the 107 Morning Show. Tell your son I've been cooking here for too many years Out behind the barn and my moonshine still If they ain't found me yet, they probably never will It'll kick you like a mule, put a hitch in your hobble A whole lot of trouble in a $20 bottle Trouble in a $20 bottle. 
tripping on her chin. She grabbed me by the hand, pulled me out on the floor, and the next thing you know, we were out the back door. Dixie cup was sipping that shine in the dark, solid country gold got her here in my arms. Swing to the left, swing to the right, so keeps with me in the Trouble in a twenty dollar bottle. Sun coming up, pounding in my brain. Last night hit me like a runaway train. Rolling down the track, bigger on and full throttle. Trouble in a twenty-dollar bottle. Get your swing left, get your swing right. Makes you wanna love, makes you wanna fight. Kicks you like a mule, put a hitch in your hobble. A whole lot of trouble in a twenty-dollar bottle. Fired up a Friday, we're running full throttle. A whole lot of trouble in a twenty-dollar bottle. A whole lot of trouble in a twenty-dollar bottle. A whole lot of trouble in a twenty-dollar bottle. $20 bottle from Quentin Blair, who joins us in studio. It's in conversation with Quentin Blair on the Country 107 Morning Show in Q. Uh, you were just re- referencing how on the East Coast, from Alberta to across the prairies, people are requesting $20 bottle. They're into it. They want to hear it, and they're singing along. Yeah, it's something that's never kind of happened to me before, to go into a new market and for people to know the song, to want to hear the song. They've done their research before they got there. And then the, the crazy part is, yeah, to watch them kind of sing along to it when, you know, I just... I don't, I don't expect people to know who I am. I don't expect them to know my song and then to sit there and go, $20 bottle, $20 bottle, play it, play it. And it's, it's pretty great. It's a great feeling. So does that influence, though, does that success and the style and the party atmosphere of $20 bottle, does that influence on what you're going to do next or release next? Does that play a factor into it because it's, it's such a hit? It's it's funny because it's I'd, I'd use the term hit loosely, uh, very very loosely <laughs> because it's a wanted tune because it's a, it's wanted, a known yeah, tune. Yeah, doesn't influence what you're going to release next. Um, we want to go a little bit different because we want to make sure that that's just not the only brand that we're kind of presenting. Mm. But that kind of up tempo fiddle and electric guitar is you know that's my bread and butter. Like that's yeah. what I love to sit there and play. So um yeah we've got a, we've got a tune coming out um I think it's going to come out in about February uh a song I wrote with Jason McCoy and I love it but it's just it's different than $20 bottle so it'll be interesting to see just what happens in that moment but uh $20 was uh I wrote that with Jason Blaine um in in the the hook line that that kicks you like a mule it came from uh uh actually it's got a southeast connection because we'd always go out to Spruce Woods uh, Provincial Park and do horse camping out there. And my buddy Corey came out, and he brought his two mules, Betty and Wilma, out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a week later, I'm down in Tennessee, and Jason Blaine and I are sitting around. And he's like, uh, Moonshine, we should write a Moonshine song. And, you know, kicks you in the gut, punches you in the teeth. Like, what is it? And I said, no, man, it kicks you like a mule. <laughs> and it puts a hitch in your hobble. And then he looks at me, he's like, it's a whole lot of trouble in a $20 <laughs> bottle. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> let's finish this up. So we had the song, like, that's kind of what got us going down that road um but it was it's not like it was a fluke i just didn't expect anything to come of that right sometimes lightning strikes right yeah but even after you walk away from the right and you kind of go it's pretty good yeah it's all all right i like it i'm happy with it i don't think we're gonna cut it 
And then the producer hears it, and, and I actually presented the song that I thought we had cut. It's the song I wrote with uh, Dwayne Thompson. He's, he wrote Champagne Night for uh, yeah, Lady for Lady, Bell. for Lady A, yeah. So, so Dwayne and I were writing and came up this, with this song, um, and I thought that's the song that we were going to cut. Guaranteed, that's where we're going. And the producer pushes that to the side. He goes, no, we're going down this road. And I'm like, all right, man, I trust you. Let's see where it goes. And, you know, glad I did. So Pete far, Lesperance. so good. Yeah, Pete Lesperance, Bill Miller, like shout out to that crew that heard it and had the the recognition to go, yes, this is the one that we pursue. Quentin Blair in studio. We're going to have him continue the conversation coming up, including uh, playing some great shows and, of course, the MCMAs. More with Quentin Blair as he joins in studio on Country 107. And it is the Country 107 Morning Show. I'm Dave Anthony in conversation with uh, the legendary Quentin Blair. And, Q, it's great to have you back in studio. You know, we had $20 bottle play last half hour. Uh, big hit, of course. And uh, you're going to be at the MCMA Awards, which is Really coming up quickly, it's, it's an exciting time for a lot of Manitoba artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. I feel like I say this every year. It's like it's like family finally coming back together because we're all traveling and touring and playing shows. And, you know, it, typically on a Saturday night, you know, if I don't have a show, my music friends are always busy because they've got a show, right? So it's nice to get everybody into the same room and get them on the same page and, and kind of catch up with people and uh, that you may not have seen for the last, you know, six eight twelve eighteen months kind of thing so it's really sweet i think i might bring the bus there i'm not i haven't haven't quite decided it's at uh, club regent casino yeah and uh you know whatever I'm, i i feel like i should bring the tour bus there and just have a little like a meet and greet opportunity but i, I don't absolutely know if do it's always something unique and like you said it's a it's a really great family atmosphere there's still tickets available uh great opportunity to go down and see some amazing uh artists from across manitoba and of course a lot of great southeastern manitoba artists are going to be there as well uh and quinton uh, there's some great performances coming up of course the kirkness is going to be performing katie saint germain is going to be performing and again it's just a really great opportunity to use the mcmas as a launching pad for what comes next and you think about how you can kind of go back to your own experiences with your own award winning in in the MCMAs and uh you know you have been named uh a couple of times an award winner at that show. Yeah, yeah, it's always like one of those things to, like to hear your name called cuz your peers kind of think that you uh you know were a standout in your field. You were a farmer that year standing out in your field. I also <laughs> I got dad jokes for days, dad jokes for days. But uh no, it's it's a great um it's a great thing when you when your peers and your friends say hey, I think you had a really good year. I really like your hustle and and uh, you know I think you're you're deserving to have your name on this award. So that's always a very humbling experience. But uh, I think the biggest thing is just getting everyone together. Uh, the the weird we I know we haven't talked about it yet. So you know there's there's something in my life happening on the Friday before, which yeah. means I'm going to miss out on some of the MCMA activities. But if you ask me, I would give up on the MCMA activities in, in a heartbeat. And not not <laughs> in a disrespectful <laughs> or slighting way. It's just like this opportunity is so. Like, like absolutely pinnacle that I can't wait to, you know, miss part of the MCMAs for that. But I will be here for Saturday for the awards show. I'm flying back in and I'll be here. All right. So we are going to get to the details of that coming up. Dave Anthony in conversation with Quentin Blair and Q. Uh, you talked about being busy the Friday ahead of, which is actually Friday of this week, mm-hmm. I believe. Tell us what you've got going on. Well, there's a little uh, well-known event happening out in Red Deer, Alberta called the Canadian Finals Rodeo. And when I first started playing music, my goal was to be the quintessential rodeo band in Manitoba. And my stretch goal was to be the quintessential rodeo dance band in Western Canada. And we got the call to headline. And I was kind of like, it's like, you want to play CFR? I'm like, 
Heck yeah, I want to play CFR. And I thought they were going to have us on like some stage out to the side. Like you kind of don't really matter. No, it's headline party in the dirt Friday night at the Canadian Finals Rodeo. Like this is like we got to play Calgary Stampede this year and we're getting CFR. And I'm just like, this is the greatest. My love, my job is the greatest job in the world. And yeah, Friday night Red Deer. One of my favorite things about talking with you is how excited you get about playing certain venues because the people, you know, people get excited about seeing an artist. You get excited about playing a venue in a way that it's just so pure and it's just like, this is where I want to be in that moment and I cannot wait to be there with everybody. That's exactly how I feel. Party in the dirt, Friday night, Canadian finals road. If you are going to CFR, send me a message and... You're gonna have tickets. You can, you're gonna see the show anyways if you want to stick around for it. But uh, no, I, I can't believe it. And the band that that the downside is there's no downside. But but the reality is like I mean I play music with my brothers yeah. and I've got a, such a strong core group of you know patch members to the project. But when I go to CFR, I have to use their band. So mm. it's kind of like I get to go on this great experience, but the band doesn't get to come this time. So it's kind of a bit of like a, it's not a sour taste, but just sure. like it's not quite the full excitement. But, but it's a two-way street because I know that your band, you share artists a lot and they yeah. get a lot of experiences too. And, and you know, sometimes you're left out and vice versa. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're pulling for each other, just like all Manitoba artists and musicians seem to do. And again, it's just so great that everybody's back working again and it's full steam oh, ahead yeah. and it's all... It's all gravy heading into this uh, winter months. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely the case where we're all kind of pulling for each other. But at the same point, you do want to kind of go in there with your favorite. Well, not your favorite, but just like your the guys who've got your back all the yeah. time, right? And you know, like I can I can close my eyes. I can be I can be in a moment. I can like have my back turned or whatever. I know the band is going to be there when I need them to be there for me. So uh, that's the one thing. But yeah, we're gonna head out to Red Deer on Wednesday. And then fly home Saturday morning just in time to get to the CCMAs on Saturday evening. Very, very cool. Talking to Quentin Blair. Stick around because we'll wrap up our conversation with what is coming next as we transition from fall to winter. I know this is a time for artists to transition maybe from that touring life into maybe getting back into the studio with some new ideas. So we'll Mm. talk more with Quentin Blair as the conversation continues on the 107 Morning Show. I'm Dave Anthony, and in here in studio is Quentin Blair. We've been in conversation now for just about an hour, and we could probably go for another few hours. Maybe a QB podcast is in the works somewhere down the road. We have talked about that for years. Yeah, it's been, uh, I can't believe how long it's been. And, you know, it's so funny, I was thinking about tomorrow being Halloween, Remember when oh, I dragged you in to do those uh, Halloween songs? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, might have to bust those out tomorrow. Really? Yeah, we're going to have to get you in one year to redo a few. You did ask me to do that, and it's the day before Halloween. I could have brought my guitar. You could have. And, uh, yeah, I asked a few people, and no one wanted to be well, a part of it. Who knows Halloween songs? <laughs> no one. You threw me under the Well, you didn't throw me under the bus that day, but it was like... I did. I threw it out to you, and you're just you just... Picked it up really quick, yeah. and you just made it all happen. But, yeah, I asked a few local artists yeah. if they wanted to, and feathers... You would have thought I was trying to ask for money. Like, it was just no response. And I get it. It's not Christmas tunes, which we may do down the road. Right. Halloween songs. I bet, you everyone, I bet you everyone jumps on board for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because everyone's got a love song that means something to them. It's true. If you just sing, like, the the first couple lines in the chorus of their favorite love song, I, yeah. think, I think a lot of artists would be in that. I bet you they would, yeah. I, I'm hoping you're going to do a little bit more than just a couple lines in a, in a chorus uh, when new music does start coming out. And Look, could you just, like... Wow, connect the dots. Just, it's, again, I'm a grown-up. Put yeah. pants on and everything this today. This ain't your first rodeo, Not my friend. Not my first rodeo, which, by the way, uh, if you are looking for a rodeo, whether it's your first or your hundredth, 
Friday night in Red Deer is the one to go to. Yeah. Quinta Blair's going to be there headlining. Uh, new music. Take us through your thought process on when maybe you're going to be back in studio, what you might be doing. Well, I know exactly when I'll be back in the studio. It's November the 6th. For the record, he looked at his wrist, and there's no watch there. Two hairs past a freckle. <laughs> <laughs> so you're back in November 6th. No- November so 6th, we're tracking the final final takes on the vocals. We've actually got the tune already done, um, and there's just, you know, I just I felt like I could uh, have a better vocal delivery. So we booked the studio for one more day. I'll go back in and patch, not even patch up. I'm going to do redo the whole thing. Um, cause I just feel like it could be, I feel like I have better takes in me than I did when I recorded that. So, Interesting. so yeah, so we'll do that. Um, I, it's as of now tentatively scheduled to release in February. Maybe it's March, maybe it's April. Like those are kind of things that are just so far, they're kind of in my control and kind of not because yeah. just depending on so many other people involved and stuff and you have to have it, you know, in the tank so many weeks in advance if you want Spotify to pick it up and all that kind of stuff. So, which is which is now how a lot of artists are getting out there. It's not a CD release party anymore. It's yeah. not a, we're going to this establishment, you're going to play a couple tracks off the album, there's a table in the back where you can get it. It isn't that way anymore. No. And so with that being said, you talk about how you got a new song coming out maybe February, March, whatever. Is there a different kind of regiment to when the songs are being released following that off of a new project? Like, are they closer together than they were in the past? Uh, I think ideally they would be closer together. I yeah. mean, the, the gap that we had on $20 will be almost a year and a yeah. half. Um, but $20 was just kind of, and it, and it was such a weird time to be coming out of COVID. What's happening? Sign this new agency deal and management deal and like all this kind of stuff that was like business stuff happening that kind of takes the focus off of the song a little bit. Um, and knowing that we had a great tune, but just, you know, that we still had some work to do on it and whatever. So we'll go back and do that and then push that tune out sometime. And then we've got, I think, I think we've got the next two tunes after that pegged as well. So then we'll start recording that probably maybe December, January. And hopefully we've got three singles that come out this year. That'd be ideal. That's ideal. And again, it's, it's a lot faster than it was back in the day when you would be tossing out singles on well, CDs. Well, yeah, and I mean, the other part, too, is that typically you have an 18-month shelf life on on a, an album. Mm-hmm. So you put out an album, and then you'd have your, I mean, you know, you kind of get one song that gets a lot of traction, or two songs that get a lot of traction, but by the time you're trying to push a third or fourth single off an album, it just doesn't fly, because everyone's already got the album. They know the tune already. So, yep. you know, it's hard to really push it that way. So it's uh, it, it's an interesting process. We, we did move from the album process to what's called the singles so we were just kind of just one off one off one off yep. and now we're actually migrating back into putting these singles together into an album and then having the rest of the album come with it as well so but nobody does buy cds it is hard to sell cds it is harder but you know what uh, streaming is a lot easier it's right on your phone and again quentin uh, you're out there in social media you're out there on uh, so many different platforms how can people follow along and track with what you're up to it is quentin blair everywhere just at Quentin Blair. I, well, I mean, on Facebook, I think it's Quentin Blair Music. TikTok, maybe. Qu- it's Quentin Blair or Quentin Blair Music. I don't know my handles. See, now, there's a, that would have been a great album title. It's Quentin Blair everywhere. <laughs> no, Quentin says uh, to keep your day job, which yeah. I will probably do. In conversation with Quentin Blair, the whole conversation is going to be put together, uh, and it's going to be up on SteinbeckOnline.com a little bit later on this morning with the man himself, Mr. Quentin Blair. Again, congratulations on uh, on a wonderful run through with Tim and the Glory Boys and with what's coming next. Congratulations on Friday night's uh, soon-to-be big performance in Red Deer. I know how much you value that, and thank you so much for coming in today. I always appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Great to see you.